All right, we on. We on. We live. We lit. Here we go. Johnny K, welcome back. Uh, what's in store for today? What we got? Man, uh, get comfortable. Get your popcorn ready. We got the week five rear view. We're going to cover some of the injuries because your boy Reggie B is on top of it. Hey. Uh, we're going to we're gonna do some Dallas Cowboys talk, surprisingly. But uh, mm-hmm. everybody and their mom knows about the Dak Prescott injury. It's... Uh, very brutal. very brutal and just it's sad and it sucks but we're not going to linger on that we're not going to do the no. cranberries we're not going to let it linger we're gonna no we're gonna move on and look towards the future of the 2020 season we're going to cover a lot of cowboys stuff actually um so hopefully you like to hear about the cowboys listeners i actually i hate uh, talking about cowboys i don't even like them so we do i'm we very do. upset I'm, I'm more of a more of a giants guy myself i'm um, a big jets guy then, big jets guy <laughs> what to watch for uh some some different hot topics going on around the league we got some breaking news released to the injured reserve podcast before adam mm-hmm. Schefter. exclusive uh, regarding yeah exclusive regarding levy on bill bell that's mm-hmm. a hint for you we're gonna go with your trendy trendy starts i'm not gonna call them stardom or sit them because i'm never gonna tell you to sit some of these people that i list but i will we're gonna go over who who's trending up this week who's trending down and of course, the weekly pick 'em and NBO Ocho Dream Team. Mm-hmm. DJ, let that beat drop. Oh shoot! So wait, like- this dream, this this dream team that you have on here, I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners, but is this for this week coming up? Oh yeah. Oh shoot! You are prepared, son. Oh okay. yeah, ma'am. Okay. Do a little homework. Okay. All right. Let's start with the um the rear view. We'll start with your boy, Tom Alzheimer's Brady. What's uh <laughs> what's what's going on with the Bucks, dude? Well, I, yeah. So they lost to the Bears. Tom Brady forgets what down it is. He can't count. If I'm Brady, this is my last year, right or no? No way. What do you mean? He's, he looks he's horrible, stubborn, bro. He is uh, a problem. Someone week. needs someone needs to tell him he's done. Like he's not like washed where he's not good, but he's not carrying a team anymore. Like he's Jameis and Brady would have the same stats right now, the exact same. He's not better than Jameis um, Winston right now. Maybe you want to minus the like interceptions. His... He has a lot of picks, doesn't he? He has like four picks would... or something. Yeah, Jameis Winston would have like at least nine by now. <laughs> he matches his interceptions and touchdowns. He keeps that fifty-fifty ratio. He, he, he really does. Toes. He does. But like Brady's not. I wouldn't say he's. Besides his like leadership, he won six Super Bowls. His I guess his IQ, but play-wise, he's not playing that much better than a Jameis Winston type dude. He's playing I. Yeah, no, and uh, it, it, we saw last week, um, I mean, his weakness is getting put on his ass. He, I think he was stacked like three and a half or four and a half times, uh, or four and a half, three and a half, what the fuck. Uh, I think he was stacked like three or four times, um, and that really made the difference when, when, you can, when you can get pressure on Tom Brady and rough him up a little bit. It messes up his Botox surgeries and gets uh-huh. in his head. Um, but he's on a two-year deal, so this is definitely not his last year. I, I think don't it's because I mean, yeah, 
I think it's only two years because Tom Brady wants to play forever, and the Bucks are like, hey, if this is going to get Tom Brady, we'll give him two years. You know what I mean? $50 million. $50 million. Isn't that wild? Two years. I think it's guaranteed, yeah. too, or like close to it. I think it's 100% guaranteed. Yeah, fully but guaranteed. Two-year, $50 million contract. That's wild. So, yeah, if this isn't his last year, then next year for sure is. He's, he's done, dude. He's done. I'll, I'll take the over on that and say that he's not done after next year. You think it's going to be for somebody else, then? You think it's going to keep playing? I could see Brady being crazy. I mean, he does he does have Botox. He's got like that that Tom Cruise effect. We're like He does. That's a great I, comparison. You know what I mean? Like he's like great he's like a weirdo dude that thinks he's like yeah. he's like Jesus. You <laughs> know what I mean? He thinks he's like above I don't know, dude. It's fucking weird. Like he she's trying to look younger now than he did when he was twenty five. And he's got like that weird he's, like he... Yeah, dude. He's not all there. I think I ran. I think I read that he runs a faster forty now than he did at his draft combine, which wouldn't be hard to beat. But <laughs> man, that's 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 it. some serious stuff, dude. He's he's got uh, Tom Cruise syndrome. He does a little bit, man. Scientology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, the Falcons fly to zero and five. The bright side is that they didn't give up a fourth quarter lead. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Davis is continuing to fill big shoes for. Christian McCaffrey, Carolina wins on the road 23-16. to 16. Anything you like mm-hmm. from this game? Yeah, um, Mike Davis looks good, dude. He looks good. Dude, he's a freak. And I'm kind of pissed because I have McCaffrey in fantasy, and McCaffrey has been up for three weeks already, so he could come back if he wanted to. But I think because Mike eligible Davis – eligible next week, I believe. Yeah, he's eligible this week coming up. But the thing is, oh, yeah, Mike, right. Mike Davis is so good that – the Panthers are going to take their sweet time with McCaffrey now. Like, if, if Davis was asked, I think he'd be back this week. But so, Davis well, has been yeah. playing so good, they're going to just take their time with McCaffrey, make sure he's 100 100%. And now I don't have him on fantasy, and it's, it's killing me. It's killing me. Wait, you didn't drop him? No, I didn't drop him. He's on my IR. Oh, okay. But I'm saying that okay. I need okay. my team is ass, and I need him to be playing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that worked. That, that makes me feel a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging over five yards a carry and he's a PPR nightmare. Uh, caught nine passes for 60 yards and a touch and he had 16 carries for 89 yards. Um, you can't ask for much more than that. I mean, he's not putting mm-hmm. up Christian McCaffrey numbers. Um, Christian McCaffrey is going to be back probably week seven is my guess. Um, is there a bye week? Do they have a bye week coming up or something? No. This is week six, so, so I'm saying yeah. uh, high, high ankle sprain. You know, you haven't heard much about him practicing or anything like that. Yeah, um, practicing. He, I, I did read that like he was making huge strides, and that it wouldn't be like the, the, the full what, six like six weeks. weeks the, no, so I'm reading that it's going to be more closer to the four, just like your boy Reggie. I, I did say that. Mm-hmm. Side, Sidestack.com or whatever. Sidestack? <laughs> um, dpt Substack, there it is. Sorry, guys. Um, so I think that you see him back next week. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for him back as well because the league that, that I run, I have him as well. Picked him yeah, at number dude. two because my father went Lamar Jackson number one overall. I, I did he really? Understand that, but, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I He's, coached him into it, though. He was, like, calling me all nervous, and I was like, yeah, Dad, I mean, if, you, if you're going to go anywhere else but the two blaring obvious ones, and I think you should go with a quarterback. But I, I would have gone Mahomes if I'm going number one. Yeah, with a quarterback, but if you're going to mix one, it up, Mahomes. 
if you're going to mix it up in the first pick, mix it up. Go Lamar Jackson, number one overall. Well, at least he didn't take Saquon. You know what I mean? That would have been, been bad. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, Falcons are pretty awful. We'll get into a little bit more about the Falcons later. Um, Fire their coach. Continuing between John Gruden and De- uh, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, uh, it's Derek, right? Yeah, yeah. David, I think, was okay. the Texans David guy. David was his brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders making a huge statement against Kansas City. This yeah, week. dude. Uh, road win against Mahomes, uh, uh, winning 40-32. to 32. Um, I don't know what kind of weight that holds with you, uh, but for me personally, the Raiders were already coming into the game as only one-loss teams, only losing to, what, the Patriots in mm-hmm. Foxborough, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, I mean – they're serious, right? Uh, I've been looking yeah. at their defensive backs. Their defensive backs are young, and they're fast. They're a good they're team, physical. dude. They're good. Their safety, like, literally had, like, a – I'm pretty sure, like, a broken bone when he ran into a, a, a video monitor and ended up playing and getting an interception the next week. I'm just dude, like, he's a beast, who is dude. this guy? Is that, um, is that uh, Abrams, Jonathan Abrams? Yes. I yeah, think, and that's yes, the same dude. Yes. He like he tore his, his labrum in his shoulder like last year. He's out all year with a shoulder thing, and it's the same yeah. shoulder. Dude's a, he's uh, an animal, dude. That video is pretty gruesome, and then he ends up playing the rest of the game. I'm like, what the hell? Um, that's a Jets John Gruden type of guy. Five. Hell yeah. The Jets, Jets are trash, dude. Five managed to cut their best player all in the same week. All Le'Veon in Bell. the same week. Speaking on Le'Veon Bell, breaking news, injured reserve. Straight to the source. Schefter told me before, he asked me if he should tweet it. I said, hold on, let me say this in the podcast before you tweet. Le'Veon okay. Bell, yeah, Avi. Le'Veon Bell signed with the Chiefs like five seconds ago. So there we go, breaking news. Le'Veon Bell. Just happened. Just happened, new Chiefs running back. What do you think about that? We definitely, we, we recorded this before any headlines were released on, um, online. I'm actually going to text mm-hmm. Chef now. Um, and let him know, hey, uh, Reggie went ahead and covered it, so you're good to release it. You're good, Um, yeah, yeah, just go ahead. Uh, might include Matthew Barry on the text, but probably not (laughs) because he's really annoying. Um, he's he's weird. I think that, uh, it's a win now move for the Chiefs. I think that the Jets made a smart financial move, they didn't really have the money to overpay for. I won't call Le'Veon Bell washed up, but uh, past his prime for sure. Um, I don't know about that. I think he's still in his prime. I think he's just playing for the Jets. I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? I think, I think we'll see Pittsburgh Steelers, Le'Veon, in Kansas City. I think so. Probably not as many attempts. Maybe he'll get like 10 to 15 carries, but I think he'll look, I think he'll look good. And catch. He can catch too, dude. That's like the thing. He's like another receiver for them. For Mahomes, he's – Here's my thing Unfair. is Bil- Bilal Powell you had at least 100 yard, one 100 yard game for the Jets. Le'Veon Bell Last has year. none. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Bilal Powell's a decent back, you know, and when they, they used to have like a, uh, I forgot, I don't even know who the running back was before that, but Bilal Powell shared the backfield with somebody and they had a pretty good, uh, yeah. who, oh, it was uh, Matt Forte, wasn't it? Uh, Forte was a while ago. I think it, like, like last year, who was the running back? So it was no, Powell no, and no, somebody no. else. I don't, I don't remember. But anyways, my point is, is that if he were still Le'Veon 
in his prime, you, he would have made more of a difference. You know, he was a freak in Pittsburgh, um, mm. had one of his best statistical seasons in what, 2017 after his surgery. So it's not, yeah. you can't really say it's the, the ACL surgery that he had. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's the jets or if, I mean, the shelf the life jets. on running backs, it's the jets. In his, like, let me disagree what? with you real quick. Let me, let me disagree with you. I think, the way Le'Veon Bell runs, he's not like he's not gonna break away for like a long run. Like Powell, whenever he had those hundred yard games, he'd have like a seventy yard run at one point and beast it. But the way Bell runs, he's so patient. He like waits for his yeah. tackles and he'll get like I'll five six that. yards a carry. And with the Steelers, he would have twenty five carries for a hundred something yards, blah blah blah. But with the Jets, because they're always losing. They're not going to give him the ball like after the second quarter, basically, because they're going to try to pass and come back. And you can't yeah. establish the running game with Bell the way they did in Steelers, because the Steelers are a good team. They're winning, or they're always in the game, so they can have an e- an even run pass kind of situation. With the Jets, you're so shitty. You're the worst coach in the league. You're always losing. You're not going to be running the ball and establishing the running game with Le'Veon the way you would with a good team. That's my opinion. And I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I actually like your, your breakdown of Bell's running style because I, he is one of the most patient backs I've ever seen. The guy, like, will just sit back there and eat lunch while while all the defenders get stuck in their blocks, and then he goes mm-hmm. right past them. That that halfback delay, uh, but the halfback draws, and uh, he's he's a good catcher out of the backfield. Um, it was yeah. So in twenty. What was it? So in 2015 is when he had his surgery, it looks like. And then in 2016, he, he started 12 games, still rushed for 1,200 yards, started 15 games in 2017, almost rushed for 1,300 yards, and uh, had 321 rushes that season. That's in, that's insane yeah. to me. Um, touched the ball over 400 times. That's uh, wild, that's, dude. Those numbers are pretty unheard of nowadays. Um, but yeah, uh, with the Jets, he, he matched how many, he, he played as many games in 2019 with the Jets as he did in 2017 when he had those unreal touch numbers and he rushed the ball 245 times, which is what 55, that's like 76 less times rushing out of the backfield and, uh, had 789 yards. Didn't even, didn't even yeah, that's not good. get to a thousand, you know, um, that's my mark right there is a thousand yards. Like yeah. if Joe Mixon can reach a thousand yards two seasons in a row. And we've seen the Cincinnati O-line. They're mm-hmm. awful. But and I will talk more about that later. But um And that's not Joe a lot Mixon, of yards. And sixteen games not. it's like sixty, seventy yards a game. Yeah. Um I think he eighty six point one or it says yeah, I'm sorry, fifty fifty two point six yards per game and three point two yards per carry. He's averaging 3.9 this season in a very small sample size. But, um, yeah, moving on, though, because, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we're not going to talk about the Jets. Um, and we're not going <laughs> to talk about the Eagles not being the best team in Pennsylvania. I forget who it was, but they're like, we just want to come out and prove we're the best team in Pennsylvania. Well, Who said that? Uh, Steelers, on the Eagles? Yeah, Steelers planted a 38-29 to win on the road over the Eagles. Uh, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz showed some signs of life. Um, and, uh, they actually got some pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, performances from Travis Fulgham coming onto the scene. 
10 receptions, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, well, and um, Miles Sanders also had a really good game for He them. looked good, finally. Yeah, 11 carries, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. So um, I like the Eagles moving forward in the East, personally. Sorry. Really? Spoiler alert. But I More do. than the Cowboys? Um, I do. Yeah, we'll get to that, though. Should we just um, talk Cowboys now? I mean, I'm always ready to talk Cowboys. A, you cannot listen, tell me the Eagles right now look better than the Cowboys? Or can you? Can you? You'll just have to wait, my guy. All right, all right. I'm waiting. I'm patient. I'm patient. Be like, be, be like Le'Veon Bell here, kid. Um, the Washington is not a football team. Lost to, <laughs> is that their lost new nickname? The Rams. Oh, yeah. The, the, Washington, the Washington not a football not team. Football team. <laughs> Yeah, um, they lost. What's going on with that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. They're one. They're trying to trade Dwayne Haskins now, who was like their first round pick. He is garbage, but like he's a first round pick like two years ago. Two, they played Kyle Allen, or is that his name? No, Kyle. Is it Kyle? Yeah, Allen. Who's the kid in Buffalo? Josh Allen. Kyle Allen. And then they play freaking what's his name? Alex Smith on one leg. Versus, like, the best pass rush in the NFL, and he's getting sacked, like, a thousand. He's got sacked, like, six times. Allen what are they doing hurt, in Washington? Bro. Allen got hurt. Had to come out of the game. Put in Dwayne Haskins. You're going to put in Alex Smith and a rainy day versus Aaron Donald? Like, that's how you want to introduce yeah. him back to the league? Bro, and you know he's not getting not tackled smart. in practice. He's not getting not tackled smart. in practice. So, like, this is his first legit pass rush in two years. Aaron Donald, the best player of, like, of all time. All right, whatever, yeah. whatever. <laughs> hey, what do we know? Um, so uh, Unreal, the, the Ravens, the Ravens humiliated Burroughs Bengals at home. Um, uh-huh. That that offensive line in Cincinnati is preventing uh, Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon from reaching their pinnacle. Um, they lose twenty-seven to three at home, um, or on the road to the Ravens. Uh, Texans finally win a game. Was 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 O'Brien the issue? Um, I think I think he and- might have been. And I mean, it's not so many words, yes. He was. I mean, he was – I think, honestly, I'm going to be honest here. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. not a slouch team. No. They're not terrible. Jacksonville will fight with any team. Like, they'll always be in it. I feel oh, like yeah. They're not going to get blown out. Like, sure. they're always going to fight. But the Texans, Bill O'Brien as – tomorrow. I don't know about that. But the Texans <laughs> as – like, Bill O'Brien as a head coach, not bad. He's all right. As a GM, horrible. And I think the Texans fucked up by giving him the power to be GM. Like, he's an all right coach. He's whatever. Won the division a couple times. But he was the worst GM in the league. And, like, that – I think that relationship and dynamic, the players knowing he's a GM too, making these horrible decisions, they're like, fuck this guy as the coach and the GM. So I think he was a problem, yeah. Honestly, DeAndre Hopkins could and should have had the keys to that city and you trade him for David Johnson? Like, for what? Just because you didn't like the guy? That's, that makes I mean, no that's, sense. Especially when you have Deshaun Watson. You have you have a quarterback who you're trying to develop and become like that dude. You want a superstar wide receiver. And you get rid of him yeah. for David Johnson? And like a second-round pick? Not even a first-round pick? Dude was a yeah, garbage no. GM. Um, I mean, Hopkins, I don't even know how many receptions on the, se- on the season he has, but I think the, the number's north of 50. And, and we're in, we're going into week six. So I mean, 
it was it was a very highly questionable move. Super uh, questionable. But that's the owner's fault for giving that dude that kind of power. Like, let him coach. Let him do what he does yeah. as a coach. Get a real GM. So stupid. But now he's gone. So fuck it. Dolphins expose the 49ers' defensive woes. They have a home victory over San Francisco. Wait for it. Wait for it. 43 to 17. So Wild. all of all of the credibility of Philadelphia's win over San Francisco literally just got flushed down the toilet. Exactly. Like literally, if I'm, if I'm a Philly fan, I'm like, like two weeks earlier, I'm like, yeah, we just fucking beat San Francisco. This week, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. well, Miami beat them. So um, um, I'm leaving now. Like, that's, that's pretty terrible. That's pretty terrible. It was um, ass, dude. And the 49ers, they benched Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. Not a good look. Um, I, think I, I think they – my thing is, is Garoppolo is talented enough to beat out a Nick Mullins for that job. Um, think? I think that he came back too early from injury. He's practiced fully all week, and he's practiced fully with the first team. I think you see uh, Garoppolo uh, – again, I don't see how you don't. He's, they paid him so much, a decent amount of so money. So much money. Um, he's made, like I think, $85 million so far. Yeah. Bruh, for like yeah. – Two and a half seasons, something like that. Well, he was back up in uh, New England for a little bit too, but um, yeah, it's a, that's a really embarrassing loss for San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. Browns can, Browns continue to make play, play fucking weird as they um, move to four and one with a home victory over the Colts. That's a quality win, if you ask me. Um, mm-hmm. Colts Colts defense is uh, something to be acknowledged as. They are um, – they currently have one of the best defenses against the pass. Uh, they've, they're one of two teams to give up less than 200 yards per game through the air. Uh, okay. That's that's – there's a stat for you. That's a really, really good stat. Um, mm-hmm. Super good stat. And also, the, <laughs> did I tell you how good that stat was? Um, <laughs> so, they're giving up less than 100 yards per game rushing. So, I mean – that's pretty. That's pretty significant. That's good. Yeah, that, that's a good defense. The Browns are, maybe the Browns are what they're supposed to be last year. Remember when they were hyped up all last yeah. year and they they yeah. shit the bed, but now four and one playing pretty well. They beat the Cowboys with a fully healthy Dak and OBJ looks good. Landry looks good. Baker looks decent enough. Who knows? Best division of football. Yeah. We both said on my start, start and sit last week on my fantasy lineup, we both said to go with Landry, and I'm glad I did. I think he had four for 84. Um, <laughs> Classic Landry line. Anyways, uh, Seahawks remain unbeaten. That was a pretty crazy game. They uh, they won with uh, like less than a minute to go. Uh, Minnesota tried to tried to get them. They had a fourth quarter lead. They let them they let it slip away. Uh, Seahawks win 27-26. Um, Shoot. Russell Russell Wilson looks a little bit more human in this one. I think he had three touchdowns and an interception. Um, DK Metcalf went off in this game. Just absolutely mm-hmm. shit on everybody. He's literally making Tyler Lockett, unless he's Tyler Lockett's playing Dallas and he scores three <laughs> five-yard touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. He's making Tyler Lockett irrelevant. Yeah, DK's the, he's the, he's the number one on that team. He's the new TL, telling you, dude. One of the he's top three in the league. He's a monster, and it's good he has like a good DK deep ball Mike passer. Michael Thomas with, healthy. 
There's a question. Uh, Michael Thomas. I think because okay. Michael Thomas can get 20 catches a game in his sleep. And he's always open. He's gonna, he doesn't drop anything. I'm not saying DK's not as good as him. Well, I guess he's not. It's just a different – they're totally different players. Like, if it's DK, you want – he's like a deep ball catcher. will run past somebody. He's a giant. But Michael Thomas is any down, any moment, throwing the ball, he's going to catch it. Um, I would probably say ask me this time next year, and it would be DK Metcalf. Otherwise, yeah. I probably agree with you on Michael Thomas. He's just a little more seasoned at this in his career. Um, but – this is actually the first game where DK didn't only catch four passes. I'm not sure if you caught on to that trend or not, but uh, literally DK gets capped at four four catches a game. Every in every single game he's caught four passes. So um, he actually are you peeing right now? Help. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but actually had some PPR help with the extra receptions as well. Um, and yeah, so DK Metcalf, absolute animal. Um, He's an animal. And for the yeah, he needs to the, he needs to be like more of a possession guy to be elite, elite in the Mike Thomas level instead of the the, the deep ball catcher. But he's he's working his way up as an elite receiver, for sure. Oh oh, this just in for the listeners at home. I was taking a leak. Um, Breaking Cowboys. news, Schefter. <laughs> Cowboys take their seventh straight. Win versus the New York not football Giants. Bittersweet. Uh, despite having absolutely no offensive line, minimal defensive support, and minus one franchise quarterback, Cowboys <laughs> steal a home win 37 to 34 as time expires versus Coach Clappy in his return mm-hmm. to Dallas. Um, I did like how Garrett was like pretty much the first one there for Garrett. Uh, he's a good Dak dude. When he went down. He's a good dude. He he's is. not a great coach, but he's a good dude. Forever I got a, heart, you know? I got a question for you though. Is mm. Dak's injury low key a good thing for the Cowboys? Yes or no? Not for Dak, sucks for Dak, but for the Cowboys, is this a good thing? I think it takes very marginal amounts off of his cap value. Um, I don't think it's worth calling it a good thing for the Cowboys. I think that it's a bargaining piece for the Cowboys, because had he continued at this pace, dude, um, and this sounds so fucked that we're saying it like this, but had he continued at that pace, man, I mean, like, he's he was having borderline MVP year. number seasons, you know, and definitely a career year. And, I mean, there's quarterbacks in the NFL that won't post what Dak posted through five weeks and in, in, in 16 weeks, you know. So, um, he uh, is it a good thing for the Cowboys? Sure. Well, I think at this point, no, no, but even because the Cowboys are one and four, okay, we we were going to suck this year anyways. It seems like we were not going to be that great of a team. We're struggling versus the Giants. That's all you need to know with that. You know what I mean? So we were going to be, what, maybe seven and nine, eight and eight at best. And now with that being hurt, maybe we can suck. Maybe we can get a top five pick. That'll be great. And then this will also be a good test for a lot of the players to see, like, do we need these guys next year? Because we fucking suck. Let's see who plays hard. Who can we keep? Who can we let go? You know what I mean? Third of all, I think for, even for Dak, I honestly don't think this will cost Dak one penny. 
not one. Okay, see, that's the route that I thought you were going with that, and that's why I said it'll cost him marginal. Um, just because you know what you get with Dak. Um, we handed him shit on a platter on defense and on the mm-hmm. offensive line. He was running for his life. So Instead of wasting a whole year with them, come back next year stronger than ever. They can get their fucking roster figured out, whatever the fuck they got to do to be better. And I think Dak, because of the way the injury is, He's going to be out, but I th- he'll, he'll be ready week one. The way the injury is, he broke his, I think his tibia and his fibula and dislocated his ankle, which is not a, that's a horrible injury, but it's early enough in the season to where he's going to be 100% come week one, for sure. He'll be ready to go. Some rods and screws can't fix. Yeah, unless um, he gets like the Alex Smith flesh-eating bacteria situation going on, which I'm, it's not happening as far as I know. He'll be fine for, for week one. This injury happens to a lot of players, and they come back just just as fine. Um, I think he gets franchise tagged. I don't know how – I don't think the Cowboys are going to sign to a long-term deal after this. They're going to want to see him play, and the only way you see him play is if you sign him because he's a free agent. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to go somewhere else. So, I think yeah, you, have to, you have to franchise tag him so he gets the $40 million, and then if he – 50 I think. Yeah, it's going to be high. To 50. But, but it's that it's that one year deal. You we see how you play. If you're the same old Dak, the following year we'll sign to that long term deal because you have a whole season of looking, looking like the old Dak. Because if you don't franchise tag him, what do you do? Sign Give him, him a one year one year prove it deal. Hell no! Why the hell would Dak do that when he can get the franchise tag? Yeah, the Cowboys. You know they're gonna offer him five million to prove it. Then when he can go to play for the Vikings for no, no a max contract. Saying, you know like, what I mean? Saying like one year, I don't know, like sixteen. I think he would do that if he had no other options. I think if other teams, he's a free agent, so other teams are going to give him the max, or at least yeah. offer it to him. Yeah, you know what I mean. I hear you, but I but, mean with the with the the salary cap situation, with uh, COVID craziness going on, um, the salary caps going down. Um, it, that's not going to work well in Dak's favor. Not for our pocket, for from our pocketbooks or from anybody's pocketbooks, just because the it, it is what it is. The funding for the NFL is down; they're not get, getting as much income mm-hmm. uh, from attendance and all that. That and all that stuff. Ratings are down across the board, so um, the the salary cap's coming down. When yeah, but- it sucks because it looked like it was going in the opposite direction before all this shit happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah. I, so if you're Jerry I Jones, don't... let's play a game. You're Jerry Jones. I'm Dak. All right. Okay. I, I'm coming to you. Dak, Appreciate that. I'm coming to you. I'm a free agent because you gave me the franchise tag and I'm a free agent. And I'm like, listen, I want to be a cowboy. I love being on the Cowboys. That's my team. I'm the future, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to come back on some bullshit prove it year. The Vikings offered me five years. 400 million. I don't want to do that. I want to be a cowboy. What do you say? Now, son, I got a coat in my closet. It's cold up there in uh, Minnesota. Gone now. You let Dak walk? Five years, 400 million? Yeah, what is that, like 50 million? That's what he's asking for. No, he's not. Chill. That Mahomes money, fine. No, stop. Fine, four years, 150 million. Four years, two hundred million. No, he's not worth fifty million a year. 
Four years, one hundred fifty million. Four years, a hundred and fifty million. Mm-hmm. How much of that is guaranteed? Is it a Jerry contract where he works all these fucking Knicks? Maybe like seventy-five to- million. Seventy-five million guaranteed. But Dak's not saying he's going to sign that with you. He's saying you either franchise tag me, or I'm going to the Vikings for whatever the fuck they want to give me a shit ton of money. What do you do? That's what I'm saying. It's hard. Because Dak's a free agent. He can do that. It really is. A lot depends on, like, what what happens with the free agents with uh, Cam Newton after the one year he signed with New England or Jameis Winston the one year that he signed with New Orleans. I would, I would arguably take either one of them in Dallas. Not over Dak, but as a replacement. Uh, I would arguably take Cam Newton over Dak at this point. Cam Newton All looks right. really fucking good. So... Um, I don't think that Dak has more bargaining power now than he did before or, or, or much less. I think he's going to, I mean, he might have a little bit less bargaining power actually. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to break my back. You're going to listen to us now is how, how, how how I'm talking when I'm Jerry. But I think that's why Dak is saying he's not asking for a long-term deal. He's like, I want to get franchised. That's what he's like. He's like, Brian, hey, I'll get it out. You don't have to sign me the long-term deal. Give me the one-year prover on the franchise on the franchise tag. Or he's walking to any other team that signs him for a long-term deal. He's willing to give up that long-term deal for a franchise with the Cowboys. And I think they have to how do does, it. How does the franchise tag affect salary cap? Would we, so let's say it's $45 million, $50 million. Does all of that go against our cap? Yep, it's fully guaranteed all against the cap. No. You can let Dak no. walk, bro. You can let I'm Dak not, walk. I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna pay him fifty million dollars. No, you're gonna either agree to a long term deal to my liking, or walk. or or walk. Wow, but you that probably probably still limping at this point because. <laughs> but Dak's I mean, that dude. So what are you gonna do if Dak walks and looks like Dak from two weeks ago, and you got like an I right, Cam wait. Newton. I'll wait until postseason to get my final sense of, ah, because he'll lose in the division <laughs> round. All right, keep it real. If that's how you feel about Dak, then he's a playoff loser. All right, then. We'll see. But, we'll see. You know what I mean? Uh, then I get I, it. I think he's, but yeah, I get no. it. I get it. I'm a little salty. I'm a little bit unsure. But I, uh, I, ultimately, I think that it's a little bit of bargaining chips in our way. Our way, But I still think you try to get him signed to a long-term deal, ultimately. I um, – I, I, I got I got a little testosterone flowing. I want to I want to backtrack. I'm gonna listen to Dak a little bit, but I'm not gonna throw the fucking house at him. You know. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think Dak wants a long term deal because he knows he's lost so much money with that injury. Because I think he does want to prove it year, but he has the advantage of maybe he can get the prove it year on the franchise tag at forty million. I think it's like because it's like thirty one now. I think it's gonna be thirty seven to forty million next year. I just don't see how we could do that. We need so much. Uh, we need a lot of help, but like we need. Nobody knows what Leighton Mandrash is going to look like when he comes yeah. back. Nobody knows what uh, what our cornerback situation is. And we've got mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Jordan Lewis is on a contract year. We've got I, I believe Chidobe and Jordan Lewis are both on contract years. Um, we may have a team option for them, or I don't. I'm not a fifth year team option, but. Um, and also, I mean, we've just, we've got 
a lot of question. I'd have to pull it up, but we have a lot of question marks as far as who's coming back for next season. You know, do but, we want them back? Because we're freaking one and four. So who do no, we? I get who's, it. Who's who are the players who are like not performing as well as they should? Like we're one and four for a reason. So maybe some of these guys we don't want back. But to find replacements for them, you're going to have to end up paying them more than what they're going to make on the free market. And I feel like we've yeah. kind of learned our lesson with letting some of these draft picks go, because if there's one thing we can do, we can draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at Anthony Hitchens and he's a, he's a borderline pro Bowl linebacker fucking tearing it up for KC right now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we let him walk, you know, we mm-hmm. let him fucking walk for a very affordable fucking deal that he signed in Kansas city. Like, come on. I loved Hitchens. Personally, I loved him. He was a he was a hard nosed guy. He didn't he have the good. best hands. He's not gonna he's not gonna pick off a bunch of passes or or really even blitz a lot. He he was decent. He was, on he was a solid starter. He was a guy you could depend upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which he was is healthy. invaluable. Yeah, but it's um, like I think where we fucked up is signing Demarcus Lawrence to fucking God knows how much money. That was that was a fuck up, but. We're gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna wind this conversation down for like <laughs> literally like three minutes because we're almost done with the rear view here. Um, and I've I've got to give I've got to give a segment to my boy Drew Brees. Uh, okay. He isn't perfect, but goddamn it, he's good enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saints spoiled a career day for Justin Herbert. The dude went off <laughs> like he's Herbert went nuts without his number one wide receiver too. Uh, New Orleans overcomes a 17-point deficit to beat the Chargers 30-27 to at home. Somebody check on your boy, Michael Badgley. He missed the game-winning field goal on regulation, as well as missing one of four field goal attempts. If I'm him, I'm kicking the chair. But uh, we know that's that's a very bad reference, and not I'm not being for real. But and shout out to Dak for suicide awareness. <laughs> but great segue. I like that. Yeah, of course. What up, Dak? Uh, uh, he he definitely he definitely had like a a large piece of that lost pie is in on my yeah. Badger's plate. You got one job. Uh, make the fucking kick, bro. Dude, it's not the moving. Hell? It's it's not tiny. There's like and it, there's no wind. Mm-hmm. Make the fucking kick. You got one Come job. On. Do your job. And and what my what I thought was the game of the week, the Titans were COVID cruising over the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. two undefeated teams going after it, and the Titans beat them forty-two to freaking sixteen. Josh Allen, in my in my opinion, Josh Allen looks like he was forcing the ball to Diggs way too much. Um, maybe a lingering non-throwing arm injury. Uh, from last week, he got taken out and came back in. Um, but they looked like the Cowboys a little bit. Three turnovers, two interceptions, one fumble. Uh, Derrick Henry personally made Josh Norman hold his pocket. Josh Norman's oh, always on the, on the wow. other end of these plays, dude. He is. You know Dak what I mean? Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love that uh, that Dak did that to him. That was that was one of my favorite highlights of ever. When, uh, cause he was, he was John so much for that. Yeah, week. He talks so much and shit, but then he gets, he gets fucking shit on all the time. Uh, I love it. Um, Tannehill proves to be Mr. Efficiency. Um, AJ Brown coming back from that. I think it was a bone bruise. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good. He looked really freaking good. Um, I've actually thought about trading for him. Um, I'm, I'm all in on the Titans right now, bud. 
Yeah, they look good. They look good. I think they're going to be right where they were last year. Last year, probably not AFC Championship good, but maybe look good a playoff win. I could see that. I don't know. I mean, um, depending on who they get seated against, you know. Um, yeah, true. So how about seating? I I think, I mean, it's not like it's it's not like it's the Patriots division to lose anymore, you know, or the mm-hmm. Patriots uh, conference to lose. The AFC is wide open now that Tom Brady's not in the AFC. Not to like make him some deity or something, but like that was that was the biggest asterisk of the AFC. Like, okay, who's going to play Tom Brady in the Patriots? Yeah, who's now, second in the, in the AFC East? You know what I mean? Now who steps up? You know, they've got AJ Brown, they've got Davis. What's his name? Davis, right? The other wide receiver? Corey Davis. Corey Davis, thank you. Um, and they've got a really good tight end. Johnny Smith, really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and did I mention the rushing leader from 2019, Derrick Henry? So, it's a good you team. ask me, dude. You ask me. That's and and a very good, uh, a very upper echelon, middle of the pack defense. They're they're anywhere from 15 to 10 overall in my book. And um, if they can get turnovers, they're they're going to be tough to beat, dude. And yeah. I like the Titans winning. I like the Titans winning the South. I like the Titans going. I like the Titans going to the AFC Championship game. Wow! Again, back to back. I mean, yeah. Honestly, the biggest the thing Bills, in the NFL seeding works out. Bills and Titans. And I think Mike Vrabel is. I think he's a good coach, which is what I think that's the biggest differentiator in the NFL is coaching. Because everyone's got players, everyone's got talented guys, pro bowlers, superstars, blah blah blah. But when it gets to playoff time and crunch time, two minute warning. You need a good coach. That's why Belichick is shitting on the whole league. And I think Vrabel is a very good coach, and I think he can get them, like you said, I guess back to the AFC championship game. If not the game before, definitely a deep playoff run for sure. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, for me, like uh, Ron Rivera leaves Carolina, and Carolina is all of a sudden balling out with Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Matt Rule than Mike McCarthy? It looks like I would. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. I and mean, I haven't, I haven't watched one Panthers game, but I haven't like the thing with coaching is like I haven't heard Matt Rule like make a mistake or like cost the team a game. But the first couple Cowboys losses, it was like, wow, fucking McCarthy kind of fucked up on this player. Yeah. This like situational awareness was like fu- like not right. It wasn't good, and that's right. what's going to cost you a playoff game. The stupid bonehead shit like that. So I would, yeah, I take Matt Rule over McCarthy right now. All right, so that does it for the uh, the rear view sec- portion of the the uh, pod. Um, so moving forward um, with the, some of the injuries, I don't know if I got them all here, Reg. Um, everybody's kind of waiting for you to get out of that New York state of mind and send mm-hmm. out your your email. But I know I was, I was on vacation. I'll probably I'll send it. Um... I'll send it before the game Sunday, for sure. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Anybody who thinks that you can't have your own life and live and go to New uh-huh. York for a week, they can uh-huh. talk to me, okay? Yeah, I'll tell them to call, call John because he's got something for you. I you know do. I mean? um, so but honestly, I, I if people want – back. But here it is, though. If people want up-to-date injury update, updates, instead of waiting for the weekly email, what you can do – is follow the Twitter. There's a Twitter at Injured Podcast where 
I'm up to date on all the injuries. So go there, follow at Injury Podcast, and then you're up to date. So the, the email is a bonus, but if you want to be on your shit on the day-to-day, follow the Twitter. Hashtag no excuses. Hashtag no excuses. Um, so Hashtag injuries, do your job. <laughs> injuries this week. Uh, of course, we've got uh, Dak Prescott, compound fracture and dislocation of the ankle. Uh, cue boys to men into the road because it just feels right. Um, Dalvin Cook injured his groin. He's considered week to week. Keenan Allen had some back spasms. He came out in like the second quarter, never returned. Don't think this is anything serious. I'm going to extend out a little bit. I own him in all three leagues. Um, I don't think there's anything too serious. He was trying to stretch it out. He was standing up upright on the sideline. They're on a bye week this week. I think he's back Mm -hmm. to pretty much full health come uh, week seven. Um, Sammy Watkins out with a hamstring. A.J. Green also left the game with a hamstring. Um, Classic for both those guys. I feel like it's, it's 2017 yeah. right now. Hey, yeah. Watkins, hurt hamstring, yeah. green hamstring, out for a couple <laughs> weeks. And also, I mean, you can probably say this is the same thing for Lane Johnson. Uh, not that this has fantasy impact, but it does have impact for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Lane mm-hmm. Johnson um, hurt that left ankle of his, but it's not going to require uh, surgery. So he is also considered week to week moving forward. But Lane Johnson is like Tyron Crawford is to the Cowboys when, when, or that, eh. but that, but when the Eagles don't have Lane Johnson, they're a different team. Same thing with the yeah. Cowboys. When we don't have Tyron Crawford, we suck. We need him. Um, we do, but uh, that's going to be our first round draft pick next year. Possibly first and second round draft pick next year are going to be offensive linemen. We're going to build that line. Yeah, we have to. We uh, have to build it back up, dude. It's Kyle decimated Allen. right now. Kyle Allen hurt his arm or I, I, I read arm and head, but who cares? Cause it's Kyle Allen and the one and exactly. four not football team. Yeah. If you have um, Kyle Allen Tristan on your fantasy Hill. team, you lost already. Yeah. You're doing something wrong. Um, I don't think I would own Kyle Allen in a 32 quarterback <laughs> fantasy football league. <laughs> I would. <laughs> so like is, is uh, Tim Tebow still available? Is he still around? <laughs> I need that depth. BJ Daniels. Give me BJ Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tristan Hill uh, tore that ACL. He Can you believe that? There. He was having a good year. They said, like he yeah. was like a like a bust basically, and then this week he started to come along a little bit, and that was like literally the play before Dak's injury. Yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, torn ACL, done. But he'll be yeah. back next year, I think. I don't know how long the rookie contract is. If he's not the same, though, he'll get cut to- real quick. We drafted Tristan Hill in 2018. Last He's, year was his rookie yeah. year, and then this mm-hmm. year was his second year. So we've got him for two more years. The guy's a big body defensive tackle. I think that he's going to – he'll he'll find his own. He'll, he'll come into his own a little bit. But you bit. know where he's but, from, though, right? Fucking UCF. Yeah, gross. Ugh. Go Bulls. That's good. We suck. We lost to Eastern Carolina. Thank you, bro. Um, I worked on it all day in preparation for this. Actually. That was fantastic. Uh, thanks, man. Thank, thank you. Um, now moving let's talk on more cowboys. To your favorite segment. Hmm. What is it? Cowboys How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? Can we just talk about the fact that Tony Romo said, "Hopefully it's cramps." When the guy yeah, that, I was like, I was like, bro, his foot's turned the other way, Romo. Yeah, man. Mr. Houdini can predict everything, but can't predict a broken leg. We're not right yeah, on screen. Dude, HD. 
exorcism going on on his ankle, and he's like, hopefully it's cramps. <laughs> it's a cramp. I'll get right back up. And oh, Yeah, come man. on, Romo. Come on. But, yeah, that's crazy that, like, Romo was calling this game where Dak has this crazy, looks like a career-threatening injury, and Garrett's Joe there. And... Type shit. Yeah, it's wild. Mm, um, it was so sad. That was heartbreaking. Did you cry a little bit it, when Dak was crying and the fans were going crazy? I didn't in the moment. In the moment, I didn't. When we when we won the game and I, I started talking to the wife, I was like, thank God we didn't lose to the Giants. And I cussed at the uh, Giants saying, get off, get off my fucking field. Seven straight wins. Eat my dick. Uh I did say that's uh, like when I when I started talking about like the impact for Dak and I got a little flashback of of him like crying on the cart and yeah my mm-hmm. voice my voice uh my 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 my, my voice quivered, quivered a little bit um mm-hmm. just because I mean I'm a passionate guy you know um you love me or you hate me but I'm going all out mm-hmm. you know all you all all 10 innings of the game all five quarters of the game, whatever mm-hmm. you want to talk about, I'm fucking 110%. And mm-hmm. that comes with a little bit of emotional baggage. And yeah, I'm a little bit unstable sometimes. And yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I teared up for him. I did. I did. No shame. No well, shame. I don't blame you because it was a very emotional, um, emotional segment. Like he's tearing up. He's crying on the towel. The fans are going yeah. crazy for him. And you can see in his eyes, he's like, fuck, I should have signed that long-term contract. I mean, that's what he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, "Fuck, I should have signed." God damn it! Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I think it's, it's it's tough. It's tough, but yeah. The good thing with that injury is it's not a good thing, but well, I guess the shitty thing because he dislocated his ankle too, which I was hoping he didn't, because that's that's the, a worse injury than the broken leg. You know what I mean? Because if you yeah. just break if you just break bones, you're out for like eight weeks and then you're fine. Honestly, compound fractures are, de- are tough yeah. to deal with regardless. I mean, um, you know a little bit more about this than I do. I'm not an orthopedic RN and I'm definitely no orthopedic surgeon, but um, a compound fracture at a joint at the ankle joint plus a dislocation. I mean, I think yeah. that comes with an ankle dislocation is compound fracture, but man, that was just that was ugly dude it was really really ugly and And i was telling my friend i was like those tackles like that specific tackle should be illegal it's like a basically like a horse collar i see those tackles every game it's like this dude's like the when a runner's going forward and then the guy's coming kind of from the side or behind and then he tackles him and he he like stops his momentum and brings him back toward him backwards yeah Yeah, yeah. and that that like that happens honestly so many times and it's like that tackle, you're gonna break your leg every single time with that tackle. After after the tackle, I remember his uh, his hand was like honestly on his shoulder pads a little bit, and I thought you were gonna get a horse collar call, but you didn't. Um, I just that's a lot harder to, in my opinion, that's a lot harder to um, to officiate or get out of the game because the guy yeah. is, he's trying to make a tackle. You know what I mean? He's trying to make a tackle. I thought the tackle was clean. End of the day, I it, was it was clean. clean. It's it's clean, but I think it shouldn't be. Allowed, but I don't know how you'd make it illegal. Had Dak th- just gone, had Dak just gone down, not trying to sound cynical here, but had he just gone down and not tried for that extra three yards? Yeah, we're not talking about this. Yeah, that's what we're coaches. I, honestly, the best thing to do is coaches need to teach runners like, don't try to stop the guy who's coming from the side or behind you. Like, go forward because if you get like tackled from the back and he's pulling you backwards, you're gonna break your leg every time. There's countless... I'll take a helmet-to-helmet helmet hit over yeah, from, like from always, diving forward. 
always go for it. Don't, don't try and stiff arm the guy behind you to the side, attack forward and, and fall forward. Cause you're going to break your leg every single time. And that happens like probably like every single week on a different team, those like wrap up from behind gets caught up in the guy's leg tackle. It's, it's ugly. Well, there's nothing we can, we can do to bring him back. So what we're going to do is we're going to move on. Um, Dak, we wish you well. I know you're listening right now. You and I were talking mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Um, but here, here we go. Uh, Dallas Cowboys had 402 total yards on offense. Uh, two turnovers that turned into 14 early points in the first half for the Giants. Um, that makes 11 turnovers on the season, I might add. That's pretty bad. That's Honestly, that's terrible. Um, Mike McCarthy even mentioned the turnovers in his postgame conference and he he initially said 10 and I said 11 you fuck and then he corrected himself to 11 I think he might have heard me through my screen um Mm -hmm. but um if there is one bright side of this game is the fact that we only had three penalties for 25 yards we improved drastically from the first games first four games we had seven for 50 against LA seven for 75 against Atlanta 10 for 59 against Seattle six for 65 against Cleveland um so we definitely cleaned up the penalties um, but those, those turnovers, man, um, they, there's just, there's no room for it. There's, uh, the Giants really didn't have an excuse to even be in that game, but then Dalton coughed up that ball early on, um, when he comes in and it's, it's that, that is not only is it a drive killer, it's a momentum killer. It's everything. It kills everything. Um, defense gave up 311 total yards on, uh, on, we gave up 311 total yards on defense, uh, managed one turnover. Uh, literally days after you said Demarcus Lawrence doesn't have a sack, he gets a strip sack. About and time. my boy, my boy, Your boy AB. Anthony Brown, the man mm-hmm. whose name I'm remembering right now, scoop and score. Um, That's what that we was need. A highlight. Yeah, it is. It is. So uh, we had six tackles for a loss, two sacks, and Jalen Smith led the team in tackles. He's a beast. Um, I love I love Jalen Smith. Love the effort, love the energy. He might same. fuck up on yeah, certain people, plays, but he's there. Yeah, people talk shit, but the guy literally didn't know if he was going to play football ever again, and he's seriously he's now he's now a top twelve to fifteen linebacker in the league. Um, New York won the time of possession by like five minutes. Uh, here's my thing: is is our um, our play calling and our run to pass ratio. Um, give it to me move like we have to change moving forward because there is absolutely no way we can sustain what we're doing with with the red rocket at at um taking taking the taking the snaps for us you know um we Kellen Moore's had, pass happy dude Kellen Moore's so pass happy but is it yeah is it, because he could never pass exactly because he it, has a terrible arm is it because of that I think it's that and we're, we've been losing most of the time. And we're always well, trying to I come mean, back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the first half of games we've been sucking and then the second half we're down by 20. So we got to come back and score, i.e. Falcons game and Browns game and whoever we played first. I forget who we played first, but Seahawks, all that shit. Like we're always losing, so we're always passing it. Like we need to establish the run and get Zeke going. I think we will with Dalton because yeah. Dalton's not Dak throwing it so i think we'll be more run heavy with dalton 
we're at like a we're we're at a very smooth like two to one pass to run, pass to run ratio. It's not um, good. No, yeah, I think this has to be on the season. I have something written down here, and I just don't know what the hell it is. But I think it says 276 passing plays, 126 rushing plays. I'm thinking that's got to be on the season or it's just completely made up statistics. Uh, you never know with me. I'll, I'll keep mm-hmm. you on your toes. Um, Wild card. You know what that is? You know what that is? That's total yardage. <laughs> really? Total yardage for week five, yeah. Uh, no way. We don't only have 176 yards rushing yards. Week five total was we had 126 rushing yards and 276 passing yards. I'm looking at the stats. Uh, so ignore that. Ignore that. I thought that was play but calls, but I still think we're, we're too pass happy. We are we are way pass happy. Um, we need better safety play, better defensive line penetration. Wow, um, I wish there was, was a safety free agent we could just go out there and get who's like a former all-pro, pro bowl, or really good Super Bowl winner. I wish there was like a guy like that. Rhymes with promise, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I wish they, I wish they had something like that. Wow, whatever. Okay, Jerry. Jerry, make your team better. You want to win or no? You know what I mean. And Earl had to die. Na 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 na. What is that? Earl. Earl Thomas. That? I know, well, but he had, to, he had to die. Well, that Earl did. Yeah, they poisoned his black eyed peas because he cheated on his wife. I don't know that song. You don't know the Dixie Chicks and you're a Cowboys fan? Facts. <laughs> I heard they're just called the Chicks now, too. They're not Dixie anymore. Yeah. Yeah, same thing <laughs> with uh, there's a, there's a, there's a few, there's a, there's a few bands that changed their names, which out of respect, I get it. Um, so. Um, I do love what I see from Tyler uh, Bedaz. He got his uh, first start at center out of the – he was our third-round pick from Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Travis little, Frederick little, boy. Little mini Travis Frederick. Um, mm-hmm. Also, um, with his first start on the season was Donovan Wilson. Um, had a had a, had a a pretty average, slightly above-average game. I liked what I saw. Who's he? Is he a safety? Um, yeah, yeah. He got his first start. Um, and then also, uh, I, I, my last note on the game itself was, uh, Jason Garrett still claps a lot. Um, he does still a big clapper. He still claps. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was almost like PTSD for me. Like I went and just seen him <laughs> see him in, in Jerry world <laughs> clapping, clapping. Away. Mm-hmm. Look at it. He's probably the reason why dad got hurt. How do you figure? I don't disagree, but I want to know how you figure. <laughs> just, just karma, maybe. Yeah, the, Bad that juju? and the vibration from the claps, you know, resonating <laughs> through the aspect. I don't know, man. Um, but so here's some key factors for me, um, and I'd like to get your take on this as well because this is where it's not only my research and knowledge, but also your knowledge and your 25-8 research of the Cowboys as well. Um, C.D. Lamb on the season, 29 receptions on 40 targets, 433 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he is he's our most again, reliable. Dude. He's our most reliable wide receiver over the middle. Um, yeah, well, I think he's the one like going over the middle. Receptions, 
Yeah. Oh, because he's a slot guy. I get that. He's a but, slot guy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they can run slot routes and shit, and and bring. I mean, uh, Amari. Thomas, Amari could. Yeah, Amari could run the slot Robert for Thomas sure. Thomas goes over the middle all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, um, here's my thing. Him and Dalton. Um, we got a very limited sample size, but if him and Dalton don't continue in stride, uh, it could potentially have a huge impact on his career and our success moving forward. Maybe not his career because it's CD lamb and he's a freak, but, um, I would say he's a huge, huge point of, uh, impact for us. If, 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 if Dalton and CD lamb don't continue that progression and hit yeah. him in stride with the progression that we're seeing because he has made steps forward each week. This wasn't his best week statistically. It was a good, a great week, but it wasn't his best. Um, I think his best week was a couple of weeks ago when he had like 106 yards um, and two touchdowns or something. But like uh, my thing is, is a rookie is a rookie is a rookie. It doesn't matter who you are. You're a rookie in the NFL. Everybody mm-hmm. looks bigger, meaner, stronger, faster. Confidence is huge for him, and if Andy Dalton doesn't hit him early and often, that could be really yeah, bad for us. But I think the good thing with Dalton is that he's he's a professional. He's been good before. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's not, like, an incompetent backup like we've had before, like, say, Brandon Whedon when Romo went out, Mark Sanchez, those kind of dudes. Like, Dalton is a good quarterback. He's not going to win you the Super Bowl, but he's a good average NFL quarterback, and I think he can make the plays, make the reads. And I think CD has benefited from being the third receiver going up against the third corner on a team. You know what I mean? He's a first-round talent going up against a not-so-great corner, so he's always open, always yeah. open. So I think Dak's been taking advantage of that matchup, and it's been working pretty well so far. So we'll call CD Lamb Mr. Middle. We'll call Michael Gallup Mr. Clutch. Um, I love 17 Gallup, receptions. Yeah, I know you do. 17 receptions on 28 targets, 12 less than CeeDee Lamb this year, uh, 348 yards and a touchdown. Um, call him Mr. Clutch because he had a back-to-back plays. Uh, Two huge yard... acrobatic catches, dude. Like, unreal yeah. catches. Unreal. Yeah, 19-yard reception and 38-yard reception from Dalton on back-to-back plays of the final drive, both confirmed upon review to set up the game-winning field goal. And also don't forget that 38-yard reception against Atlanta – to set up the mm-hmm. touchdown to pull pull us within two against the, the one Falcons. on his butt, dude. He's so he's our yeah. best receiver. I don't care what anyone says about Cooper. Lamb is good as a rookie. Gallup is our best receiver and needs the ball way more than he's what he's getting. He's a monster, especially in the end zone. Like, why is he not a huge red zone target? He's the most acrobatic catcher we have, and is dude. He's just so good. We he needs more targets. I don't know if he's not open a, all the time or what, but I'll take Amari with the slight edge. Which which I definitely respect because he's been that dude for a while. His route running is impeccable. I I think I just like Gallup more. I don't know. Because Gallup at least shows up. Cooper has games where he doesn't show up at all. Like like last game, before yeah. Dak even got hurt, Cooper was nowhere to be found. So I just don't like that Gall- about Cooper. Uh, where where was Gallup in week four? He's not getting the ball. Because we have Cooper, who's open. yeah, I'm not sure if he's not open. Because whenever he does catch it, he's like making crazy catches to get it. So I don't know if he's open, but it was Cooper is like the dude who they force it to, and then Lamb is always open because he's playing the shitty corner. 
So I think Dak was doing what he's supposed to do and taking advantage of the, the matchups and hitting Lamb because Lamb is open every time. So I'm going to let you cover Cooper and Elliott. Um, I have our little outline. I want you to cover Cooper and Elliott real quick. Give, give me give me your take. Here's and, what I got. Uh, Cooper, on... Cooper so far in the season has 39 catches for 242 yards and only one touchdown, um, which is not good enough for a number one dude. Um, we have here that he needs his – we as a team need his veteran presence moving down the stretch. Huge determinant of success this season resting upon the Dalton Cooper chemistry, which I agree. Um, I think it's huge for Cooper, his mindset too, to be involved in the offense and to get open and make plays because he does have a tendency to disappear. Like on the road games, he was last year, he was basically a non-factor. So that's kind of annoying for a number one dude to be not, to not show up on road games. So he needs to step it up a little bit. Um, and then we got Zeke. Biggest determinant of Cowboy success is going to be the running game, especially with Dalton. Not He's not going to be passing it like Dak was. So expect Zeke to have the biggest fantasy producer on Dallas offense moving forward, which I agree with. Increased use as a receiver at the backfield moving forward, which I agree. I think Zeke is going to have, if he's healthy the rest of the way, a monster season from here on out yeah and if only there was ppr for for rushers you know like point point per rush for real um, per carry yeah i uh, i actually have something i i haven't seen anybody even address that in the fantasy league but my league is like every 10 rushes is a point um mm-hmm. i think five is excessive but 10 you know every 10 rushes you get a point what is that really going to win you a game no but it's like hey bell cow who didn't score a touchdown mm-hmm. here you go exactly. um so yeah no i i do like zeke as um i i i said he's our biggest determinant of um our success moving forward behind andy dalton um for this season here's my take on andy dalton okay you say he's he's a good quarterback um he is good, but let That's me just talk stops, about Dalton for a minute. Yeah, let me talk to you about Dalton for a minute here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go over his game stats, 9 for 11, 82% through the air, 111 yards, no touches, no interceptions. Um, I don't really get how they do the QBR, so I'm not even going to mention the 14.7 yeah. QBR. I don't understand that. But um, he's getting his first real test against Arizona this week on a national stage, and I think it could go very poorly. Here's the reason why. Um, we have a very depleted offensive line. That's my biggest yeah, concern for Dalton's success. Um, and in 2019, when he had ample opportunity with a team that was probably trying to get the number one overall pick, if we're being honest, let's be real. Mm-hmm. AJ Green goes down early. He doesn't have his number one wide receiver. I get it. I get it. I get it. But 78.1% passer rating, not QBR, but passer rating um, in 2019. In 20, ready for this? With a clean pocket, 20.4% of his passes were deemed uncatchable. Jesus. <laughs> like, like what? One in five? Oh, That's horrible. Oh, my gosh. That is so bad. Twenty. So those two stats combined uh, made him 27th amongst the eligible quarterbacks in the NFL that year. Um, granted, I mean, Tyler Boyd was his number one wide receiver. Um mm-hmm. No shame on Tyler Boyd. I love him. But, uh, I mean, without A.J. Green, 
him and AJ Green and Tyler Eifert was injured all year. Um, yeah. So I mean, and the, uh, the the connection between Eifert and Dalton was serious. The connection between Green and Dalton was serious. And mm-hmm. Dalton was not somebody you wanted to really play, you know, around 2016, 2017 years, but he had his worst statistical season in 2019, a completion percentage of 59.4, threw for close to 3,500 yards, but 16 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, um, where his career stats are almost two to one in that regard. Yeah. 204 I have, touchdowns. I have a question for you, though. I have a question. Give it to me. I'm, I'm all answers, bud. Do, do you want the Cowboys – to have a winning season at this point, at this point today, right now, do you want us to go eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six, or would you rather us go two and fourteen? Here's my thing: we play in the NFC East, and that's not going to happen. Um, we're going to beat the Giants without Dak. We're going to beat the Redskins without Dak. We'll we'll beat the the Eagles without Dak. Uh, so I think so, we may lose. That's like five, so, six wins. I'm gonna. I'm going to retract my statement last week saying that we might lose one to Washington. We're not going to lose one to Washington. If we lose one, it'll be to uh, Philly. The Eagles maybe, but, yeah. Yeah. But um, what is that? That's what, 5-11? and 11, So, yeah, 5. 10? Yeah, around there. You're still, you're still looking at anywhere from 6 to 6 to 12th overall, 6 to 10th overall, and – you're not seeing offensive linemen go. Like, what do you want the number one overall draft pick for? I don't want the number one overall draft pick. I mean, yeah. I'd love it to trade down. For a trade, trade yeah, back. trade piece, trade back. Yeah, give me that. But but that's a bonus. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if we're talking just brass tacks, we, we have all of our draft picks this year because we didn't give one up for like, like, like we did for Amari last year. I think that was our second or third round draft pick last year. Um, I... I I see no I see no point in that. If we can go for the division and still end up with a 16 or 17th overall draft pick, 15 to 20, no, or 12 12 to 16. Once you get past that, you're it's it's kind of hoping that somebody doesn't need offensive line. But if we don't go offensive line in the first round, I don't know what the fuck we are doing. Other than maybe How about defense? safety, maybe yeah. safety. It really depends on Leighton Vanderash and how he responds. Uh, when Leighton Manorash is out there, our defense looks completely different, you know. Um, with with a good linebacker core, it covers up for a bad defensive line against the rush. Yeah. Uh, with a good linebacker core, it covers up the middle against bad corners, you know. I but with our a defense, bad linebacker core. Yeah, I thought our defensive but, line was supposed to be good, too. Like, we have a lot of depth. We got a lot of pass rushers. We're supposed to have a decent defensive line, and they're playing like shit. We're getting That's frustrating. We're, we're we're getting we're getting there, but we're not making the plays. And I'm wondering if that schematic, you know, I'm wondering because we have like three people in the backfield, and then Russell Wilson takes a step to his right and rushes for 15 yards. Like, mm-hmm. okay, um, so uh, Andy Dalton isn't the most mobile guy. Um, I think he ran like a four eight five in his forty four nine, which is it was a lot faster than me. Um, but he's not, <laughs> he's not like a real mobile guy. He's not going to kill you yeah. with his legs. So for me, the biggest question mark is efficiency outside of the pocket. How is he going to be able to do when he has two guys in his face before he can even make a, a pass to the flat? 
you know, like yeah, especially with um, our shitty offensive line, that's going to be a real yeah, issue. It's that's what I'm talking about, man. They're they're just it's depletion city, man. We don't have yeah, Lyle this year's Collins, a wash, dude. It's a Tyron wash. Smith. So I mean, I see what you're saying in regards to do you want to have a good season? I think there's a very low ceiling on our good uh, on a good season, <laughs> but a a high floor on a bad season. So I yeah. guess I want somewhere in between that high floor and the low ceiling. Give me the division and give me hopes. Yeah, I, can, I do want hope for like okay it. next year with Dak back, we have some like momentum into next year. I don't want like a shitty season where it's all hope is lost. I want that comment like a like maybe like number ten overall draft pick we're like six and six and ten we had some good wins there's some potential for next year moving forward and top 10 draft pick this guy talking best case scenario best case scenario who said we're going undefeated this year (laughs) (laughs) listen a lot has changed between now and then i didn't see Um, lyle collins and tyron smith being out for the year i didn't see dak having his ankle explode on live TV. I didn't I didn't see that coming. I didn't see yeah. Jerry Jones not signing Earl Thomas when he's a free agent for four weeks. I didn't see it coming. When three years prior, he said, Dallas, come and get me on live yeah. television. When um, if, he, if we would have had a chance to get him a couple years ago, he would have loved to get him. Yeah. He, he, tried to trade, he tried to trade a second-round pick for him, and they didn't want to do it. Yeah. And now you can that sign was, him for free, and he don't want to? That was, like, not even – that was last offseason, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, was. Seahawks, they, they had a deal. According to my sources, Adam Schefter, for Earl Thomas for the Cowboys second round unofficially, pick. Unofficially, unofficially, just for legal yeah, purposes. And they were going to do it, and at the last last minute, the Seahawks were like, "Nah, fuck you. We want a first round pick for him." And Jerry's like, "No." So you would have traded a second round pick for Earl Thomas, but now you can get him for the cheap, and you don't want him. Come on, neck. Um, where's Tyrone Crawford at? From 2014 to 2018, he started 74 games for Dallas. He was. Real good, average anywhere from like four to five sacks a season. Um, 22 sacks on his career. Um, 2019, he struggled with injury, but in 2020, he has five tackles, one solo, zero sacks, zero tackles for a loss, and one QB hit. He's not the same dude. That's bad. That's really bad. Um, now, he's proven to be able to move around the defensive line. You know, he's logged two seasons at defensive tackle, both left and right defensive tackle, and three seasons at starter at defensive end, uh, alternating between left and right defensive end. How does the Tristan Hill injury affect his playing time moving forward? Does Tyron Crawford move to defensive tackle full time? Which defensive tackle, mind you, is a fucking huge, huge hole for us. Don mm-hmm. Terry Poe might be one of the most unathletic fucks I've ever seen in my he's life. He's a big, fat blob. And Antoine Woods is okay at best. Yeah, and, and we have best. that rookie, uh, Neville. Is he good? So that's my thing. That's my thing is how does Neville, Neville Gollimore fit into all this? Third round, I think third round draft pick out yeah, of uh, I think Oklahoma. Third round. Yeah, he's supposed to be um, decent, I guess. I don't, I don't know. He, is a, he was our third round, and we traded up to get Tyler Bedaz in the, th- in the late third round. Um, Neville Gollimore is somebody who I'm very intrigued by. I think that he starts to see a lot more playing time. Hopefully we get that UCF trash out of the picture for, for good. Now, Tristan Hill, <laughs> dirty player. Uh, yeah, he's, he's dirty. Good. I hate that shit. That was so you know, dirty, so dude. Get that shit away from me. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my thing is 
Antron Woods on the season is having a decent year. Ten tackles, two solo, one sack, and one tackle decent. for a loss, two QB hits. Don Terry Post, three total tackles solo, seven combined, and then zero across the board for sacks, tackles for loss, or QB hits. Get him the fuck out of here. He played. Yeah, for but Philly. no, that's He's that's not scumbag. his job though. Poopo? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not his his job is not to make plays. His job is to be like a sturdy guy in the middle to take to hold off some linemen so the linebackers can make plays and the DNs can make plays. Like he's supposed to be there to hold his position. So I get him not getting stats because he's not really a stat guy. He's like a just a big body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? I get it. But I mean if his job is to stack the middle. Why? Why is every running back that goes against Dallas having career days? That's the question. De, uh, Devontae had a very nice outing against us. looked like looked like Devontae Adams Devante. from 20, 2018 and shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Twenty seventeen, you know, and uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb shitting down our throats mm-hmm. and. Uh, Malcolm Brown shitting down our throat and Todd Gurley yeah. shitting down our throat. So if that's his job, then do your fucking job. <laughs> You're not doing your job is what I'm saying. Like, I don't, is it him, him or is it scheme? Is it the other linemen? Is it the 10 other Bro. guys in the defense? Or is it just Ontario Poe? I don't know. I, I, I hate him. And here's, here's, here's my, here's my thing or here's my contribution to the, our defensive tackle success. You say, mm. Be gone. Be gone. Bring in Tyrone, bring in Tyrone Crawford and Neville Gallimore. There we go. But this is why we needed, we needed uh, McCoy. That injury hurt us too. I will agree with that. He is defensive tackle. And while he was not projected to be our best defensive lineman, what the fuck? Um, you did say that. I will quote you on that Drake face. He was supposed no, to be our top. He was supposed to, I mean, besides uh, Lawrence, who's, a bust for the money we're paying him. McCoy is supposed yeah. to be that dude. McCoy is very well past his prime. Like he, yeah, he's but he, okay, but with Tampa he was like, Bay. He had like a great he, season he with the Panthers. He's not prime McCoy, but he's. Light. I would say that lightly. He started his downward slide with Carolina. He definitely just because he's off not in his prime bit. anymore doesn't mean he wasn't a good player. You're telling so, me right now, if McCoy was healthy, he wouldn't be better than anyone else we have on the defensive line right now? He'd be better than Poe. But there you go. That's all you need. He'd, he'd probably match Antoine Woods, but I wouldn't take him over Alden Smith or DeMarcus Lawrence. DeMarcus Lawrence has a bunch of QB hurries, a few QB hits. He finally got a sack. DeMarcus Lawrence should be getting 20 sacks a year for the amount of money he's getting paid, and he's not. He'll get If he gets five sacks, that's like a win, and that's not good enough. That's Let's make a bet on that. So, if he gets less than five sacks, I'll buy you dinner. If he gets more, I'm than not five predicting. Sacks, I want him to dinner. get more than five sacks. I hope he does. He should. I'm just. It's but what do you think it happens? I don't know. He's playing like shit. He's got one sack in five games, so he's on pace so for three sacks. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, fuck. it's not going to happen. But I like it. I like him. I like him to turn the corner. Hopefully, I hope know, he does. But, he should. Um. Anyways. I think Crawford and Gallimore at the defensive tackle position is the answer, but uh, we had Anthony Brown come back against the Giants. Uh, We've got some defensive starters over the next few weeks coming back from injury and suspension. We got Leighton Van Esch had an off-season neck surgery to address Mm -hmm. a a nerve issue in his neck. 
Um, that caused him to miss seven games in 2019. Uh, he is he had a broken collarbone in week one against the Rams. Had surgery with, uh, within the next few days. Uh, projected six to eight week timetable. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I heard he's having a good recovery. Projected return for me, week seven to week eight. Um, yeah, they're saying he's practicing. He practiced today. Did he? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? That's real quick. But I guess he practiced. So I think he's going to come back probably next week. Not mm-hmm. this week, but next week. So that's kind of wild. Sean Lee, too, should be coming back around the same time. Yep. Hopefully that'll help. Uh, Sean Lee had a sports hernia surgery right before the start of the season. Hasn't seen any playing time this year. Thankfully, it's not his knees. Um, <laughs> projected to miss six to eight weeks. I'm saying about the same return timetable for him, week seven to eight. Um, Shadobi Awuzie, hamstring injury week two. Uh, he was actually eligible to return to uh, the starting roster this week. Is he practicing? Because I didn't see a practice report. I they didn't heard release anything. a practice report for for like I was trying. I was like pressing refresh all day on their their page and nothing for their practice report. So I didn't I didn't actually get to see that Leighton Vander actually practicing. Is he doing like what individual drills, non-contact? Uh, let me see. It was like he had like a full practice. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Um, oh, what? Yeah, I don't. He's gonna break it again if he keeps messing around. Um, yeah, just max out. Where did I see this? Especially when we're freaking, we're not playing for anything. Um, we're playing for the fucking division, RG. We're not playing so for a number one draft pick. Give me, give me the division. So the, the word is, so I can look at Philly and laugh. Vander Esch expected to be in pads and get some hits in Friday per source. That's what they're saying. So he didn't practice today, but Friday he's supposed to practice tomorrow. So even if he did practice, um, I don't like him to uh, be on our starting roster week six. Um, No, yeah, definitely the following week probably. I'm looking at their practice report now. Um, Marcus Lawrence, full participant. Everson Griffin, non-injury related, was a non-participant. I'm sure he'll be out there. Uh, Doran Armstrong, Blake Bell, Tyrone Crawford, and Trevon Diggs, all full participants. So uh, that's all good news for us. Um, now, where's Shadobi? I know that he was – I thought that he was eligible to return this week, so he's probably looking at the same timetable. Week seven to eight are going to be big for us. Um we play, I believe, Washington and Philly those two weeks. So what great times to be turning the corner. This is it, um, yeah. So uh, lastly um, is Randy Gregory. He's participating in non-contact in the individual practice drills while he awaits eligibility, eligibility and official reinstatement. Uh, projected, not projected. He will be back on October 25th, uh, week eight, against okay. – the Eagles. So I, think I saw somewhere um, that he practiced. He was practicing. Yeah, but you can't participate in uh, full practice. You can't do contact drills when you're not officially reinstated back in the league. Mm. And his suspension was for like um, I don't know how many weeks, but it's pretty much half the season. And he'll be back not next week, not this week, not next week, but the one following. Um, and I believe we play the Eagles that week. So yeah. um, I can't They're wait. He had a great practice. Back. They're saying, I guess Zeke said that Randy Gregory was lights out, that no one could stop him during practice today. 
So is he having, is, is that a myth? Is he taking part in contact drills? He's, he's practicing. Yeah. He's, I guess he can't play till the 25th, but he's, he's practicing. Well, like I said last week, Randy Gregory has always contributed. Always. Mm-hmm. He's showing up whenever he's him, there. We extended him through the 2021 season in September. And I think that uh, we could get him for the, like, uh, not the low, low, but uh, definitely a home discount, home, hometown discount, which could make the blow of Alden Smith a little bit lesser because Alden Smith is about to sign a huge contract. And I don't think it's going to be with Dallas, but um, so uh, those, those five players right there, including Anthony Brown. So those four players coming back, moving forward, um, does it make us a top 10 defense? No, (laughs) but does it put us in the conversation to be able to be, a bend but not break defense, yes, and um, get some turnovers. Sean Lee is is has really good hands over the middle. Leighton Mandarach already has a couple picks on his career, um, and uh, I just I, I really think that that could change the overall look of what is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen, college or pro. Yeah, I want to see on. our defense get get better as the season goes on that's that'd be a good sign some hope as as we move toward the season through the season the defense starts making more plays getting more turnovers playing better stopping some drives you know allowing less points even if we're not good just better can we improve yeah you know what i mean yeah. that's, that's all i'm asking for just get better as the season goes on tony pollard uh, do we see more of Pollard moving forward to ease the burden on Dalton and implement implement a more versatile running attack? I think so. I think saw, we're gonna saw a I, little bit more of him last week. Yeah, he looks good. He, whenever he gets the ball, he mm-hmm. looks good. I think we'll run it a lot more, and that'll include giving it to Pollard to kind of spell Zeke because I think Zeke will be getting twenty five carries a game, with Pollard maybe ten. I think we're gonna be a lot, a, a lot more running than we're used to seeing. Pollard. Pollard can catch the ball too now. Um, mm-hmm. Just this season, he's got, uh, I think, se- seven receptions, but only 38 yards. But last season, he had 15 receptions, 107 yards, and a touch. I mean, he, he he's a capable pass catcher. Um, rushed for almost 500 yards as a backup last year. Um, he's almost at 100 this year just with limited usage. Uh, Tony Pollard, who was projected to be the number two back coming out of Memphis that year to Malcolm Brown, or Daryl Henderson, Daryl Henderson. I'm sorry. Um, I think he's better than Daryl Henderson, but he's oh, not yeah. the starter. He's not the starter. If you put him on the Rams, I think Tony Pollard is the starting running back for the Rams, and he's mm-hmm. an every down back. Um, now, what we see of him moving forward, that rests in the the, the hands of of Kellen Moore. So anything can happen. Um, our defensive backfield. I, I put that uh, Wilson had a pretty pretty good first start at safety. Uh, I, I, I'm looking for Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis to carry the load moving forward until Awuzie comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, when Awuzie comes back, what role does that leave for your, your boy, the, the all pro league leading shutdown corner, Trevon Diggs, the one that I'm not as high on. Diggs, he's, he's our best slot. corner. No, he's not. Dude, he makes all the plays. He's got like picks and fumbles. He played pretty well versus Deke. For DK, better than anyone else has played against DK Metcalf all year. 
Why? Because he got a lucky fumble because DK was showing. Lucky? Him? That's all effort. DK beat him for like That's all like, effort. He almost had like he had like a hundred and DK yards. beats everybody. DK's a freak. At least Diggs will, doesn't give up on the play. I like Diggs a lot. I think, I mean, it's the NFL. They're uh, everyone's going four wide, five wide. Diggs, Awuzie, Brown, and uh, Lewis will all get plenty of reps and snaps and all that shit. Agreed. Agreed. We need a um, fucking safety. I think Brown is our best corner. He's good, and he was there. He made that sick play versus uh, when the Lawrence sack, fumble, strip touchdown. It takes some kind of awareness to be in the right place at the right time, too. Like it's not yeah. just he got he didn't get lucky. He was doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, I liked what Tony Romo said about um, how our defense's eyes are ruining everything. That made if a lot you, of sense too. If you see too much, you don't see anything at all. If you but if you just pay attention to your assignment, you see little. You exactly. see exactly. That's what Belichick was really, talking about. Do your I job. Really, don't worry about everyone's what everyone else mm-hmm. is doing. Do your job as well as you can, and everything else will take care of itself. But everyone's worried about what everyone else is doing, and it fucks with the defense. Tony needs to cut the shit and just go into head coaching and be our head coach for life. I really think Tony could be a really good coach, but I've got a Tony Romo jersey and shirt hanging up in my closet. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a lifer, man. Like I, I, I would make – reasonably sound arguments why Tony Romo deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he, he is does. the best. He's the best quarterback in da- Dallas Cowboy history. Shoot mm-hmm. me. I don't give a fuck. I don't care <laughs> what your opinion is. I don't care what your opinion is. Statistically, talk to me. Tell me that Troy Aikman's better than Tony Romo no. statistically. Romo's Let's the best. Down your throat. Tell me that Staubach's better than, not you, I'm saying hypothetically. Tell me mm-hmm. that Ro- Roger Staubach was better than Romo statistically. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 I'll shit down your throat too. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and Dak is, is, is making strides to be uh, as good as Romo. Uh, they both are very good outside of the pocket. Um, Dak has kind of like a Big Ben vibe to me. Yeah, he uh, really, really does. good outside of the pocket. Uh, Big Ben can, used to be able to run, you know, um, mm-hmm. but he didn't run a lot. But when he did, it was effective, kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Um, and uh, – Dak and Tony are very – they're not very comparable in my mind. But no, I, I really – I'm big Tony guy, big Tony guy. I've got the – Romo be a head. great offensive coordinator. I don't know about head coach because it takes – it's different than like – because you're not really coaching as a head coach. You're more like personalities and bullshit. But as yeah. an offensive coordinator, if with Romo doing the X's and O's of the offense, yeah, we'd be nasty. I mean – you don't have to tell me. I've got the number nine tattoo on my inner thigh. You've seen it <laughs> numerous times. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so who steps up in the NFC East? You got my you got my opinion on that. We sit we sit alone at the top of the NFC East for the first time this season. Uh, likely not for long, as we lost our quarterback Dak Prescott. Depending on who you ask, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson <laughs> both returned to practice and limited they both suck. This Fuck week. those guys. D- Dallas Goddard coming back next week. My opinion, watch out for Philly making the turn and not looking back. Um, moving on, what to watch for in week five. That was a very long recap in Dallas Cowboys segment, but it was needed, bro. Like, it was very needed. It was. It uh, was. We're going to start at the COVID corner. Um, Cam Newton returning to practice this week, removed from the, the COVID-19 list on Wednesday. And now 
the Atlanta Minnesota game is in jeopardy because mm-hmm. they Marlon Davidson is their defensive end, I believe, uh, placed on uh, the the reserve slash COVID nineteen list on Wednesday, and then Thursday after practice, four four positive tests. Um, not great, but that's gonna be the whole season. Time. Every team's gonna have little outbreaks. Yeah. It's gonna be just kind of manage it. Week to it's week, not twenty three like the fucking Titans, so that's yeah. a good sign. And the Titans can have twenty three, and they're still and they're back to playing. I think there's hope to finish the season. Yeah, so I I, I see that game happening. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons practice remotely today. Um, I think it happens. Hopefully, Julio comes back for the fantasy owners with Julio Jones, myself included, in one league, uh, and also the fantasy owners for Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan has literally fallen off. Uh, I think he scored like five points last week in fantasy. Um, but hopefully they can get something going down there in Atlanta. Um, but moving on, your boy Tom Brady. Uh, for me personally, the stat lines don't show it, but I watched a game. One of your breakout candidates for week five was Gronkowski. One of mine was Cameron Bray. Um They had similar stat lines. Um I think Brake caught more passes, but um, Cameron Brake had five receptions, 44 yards, no touchdowns, and Rob Gronkowski had three receptions, 52 yards, uh, no touchdowns. They both had six targets. Um, mm-hmm. For me, Cameron Brake was targeted late and often, like in the second half when they were wheeling and trying to do anything they could to get yards. I saw a little bit of chemistry. Heard a little Marvin Gaye. Here's okay. my bad prediction: Cameron Cameron Bray moving forward is a top fifteen tight end every week. I could see that. I could see it because because Gronk is washed basically at this point. So I think Bray is going to be that safety net for Brady. Whenever like the receivers aren't open or he can't really throw it deep because his arms are noodle and he wants to check down, I think Bray Bray's going to be that guy. I could see it. So, um. They they played a Bears defense that's that's uh, been somewhat lenient to tight ends, but pretty decent against the pass all year. Um, I'm 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 anxious to see what they do against Green Bay, but uh, temper your expectations for this week because Green Bay's I think one of two teams in the league that have not allowed a single pass touchdown to a tight end. Really? Boom! Statistics. Okay. There you go. Uh, stats. Melvin Gordon. Melvin DUI. Gordon got a DUI. That's crazy. Um, I I didn't know how this would affect his eligibility and playing time. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about him not practicing or him not playing. He practiced fully today. Um, yeah. But I think it's kind of up in the air whether they're going to do a suspension. Uh, you never know what Goodell does. But I don't think Goodell has ever handed out a, a DUI suspension. But uh, at most, he misses one week. Um no matter who's taking the ball for the Broncos this week, it's going to be tough tra- sliding against uh, a, a, a stingy New England defense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Le'Veon Bell free agency no longer. Uh, we got the official update um, mm-hmm. first before anybody else. Before anyone, even Schefter, even uh, Ian, Ian Rappaport, anybody. All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. Us first. Mm-hmm. Did you send the text? You sent the text. I sent it. Yeah, we good. We good. We good. Did he respond or did he say anything? 
No, he said, I'm sorry for even thinking about reporting it before you contacted me. It will never happen again. I said, you damn right, Schefter. Go back to your so. lentil soup, you bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's f- fucked up. Um, so I wrote uh, Cincinnati O-line preventing Mixon and Burrow from reaching their potential. I kind of touched mm-hmm. that earlier. Uh, Noah Fant and Drew Locke both locks to play this week. Uh, Noah Fant looks healthy enough to play. Drew Locke's definitely practicing fully. Uh, they, had a, they had a connection in weeks one and two. Um, maybe I'm paying a little more attention to that because I have no offense in two leagues, but um, I do maybe not, maybe not against the Pats because Pats are one of the best defensive teams against a tight end, only giving up one touchdown this season to a tight end. Um, they showed really good chemistry. So moving forward, I, I'm, 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 I'm glad to see Drew Locke back. Um, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy will open up the lanes for Melvin Gordon. Um, I don't not think this the, week, the Broncos are play- not this week, I, but I don't, I don't think they're a playoff team moving forward this season, but uh, they're going to, te- they're going to be a team of contention. They'll, they'll, nobody will, will want to play them. They've got some talent on their roster. We'll see what Noah Fant does. Uh, he's going to have to work his ass off, but I think he could finish in top 10 at tight end. We'll see. Um, and big question, burning question, return to the big three. When does that come? Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. Uh, I believe Devontae a- Adams is a lock to Yeah, he's healthy. He yeah. was going to play – he was going to play – I guess last week they had a bye, but two weeks ago. But since they had a bye, they wanted to hold him out. So he's definitely 100% healthy. Julio – With a deleted tweet. Yeah, because I think he just wanted to play, but they were trying to play it safe. Julio – He's a gamer. I would not trust Julio to be back for a while. I think his hamstring is going to linger, dude. He's always got this hamstring thing. I wouldn't trust him to play. If, he plays, if if that game happens this week, if he plays this week, it lingers for a long time. It, they need to sit him for one more week. Mm-hmm, at least. He didn't practice today or yesterday? He didn't practice yesterday, and today's practices were remote. So I don't know yeah, so I don't see him playing. what that would even entail. But um, – Michael Thomas, <laughs> C.J. Gardner-Johnston called him Slant Boy before the game last week, and Michael Thomas decks the dude. Good. Um, what does that mean, Slant yeah, Boy? Michael Thomas has been one of the GOAT receivers last like four years, has like a $100 million contract, and you're going to talk shit to that guy? Yeah, and C.J. Gardner-Johnston's a second-year safety. Uh, here's my thing. If you know what he's going to run every fucking play, then stop it. If not, okay. shut the fuck up. Especially during practice is, when you know the plays. He is easily top three in the league, if oh, not yeah. the best receiver in the league. Um, I put him and DeAndre Hopkins pretty much on the same level. And if I'm forgetting somebody, forgive me, mistake me, but those two are the top two wide receivers in the league in my mind. And I think followed by – then you've got the DK Metcalfs, Adam Thielen. So you've got the the – the the lower Devontae first Adams. tier, Devon, thank you. Devonte Adams is up there for sure, for sure. Um, probably more so, more deserving than DK. Uh, Thielen is just like, listen, guys, hey, I'm the only white dude in this group, and I'm putting mm-hmm. on. So you're gonna he's, include he's a baller, me. Dude, I, I love Thielen. I love Thielen. I love him. Um, so, but Michael Thomas returned to practice last week, held out of the game because of the fight. Uh, they're on a bye this week. Sean Payton came out and said, 
uh, we'll let you know when the time is right. The time's the time is now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If there was a game this week, Michael Thomas would be playing. Mark my word, Michael Thomas is back week seven. So, uh, Traquan Smith, your run was nice, but <laughs> sorry, buddy. That's a wrap. Good night with a K. Um, so, uh, your waiver waiver wire ads of the week. I put Drew Locke on there. Um, I think he's if you if you're in need Old of quarterback. Move. If you're in, if, you're in if you had Dak and he died, then yeah, maybe get Drew Locke. Maybe uh, for for the ratings of Injured Preserve podcast, I probably shouldn't have listed him first, but I was just going no, TD no, he, down to tight end. But Alexander Madison, in my opinion, overwhelming uh, number one ad. Um, mm-hmm. The dude torched us last year for Minnesota. Even when Dalvin Cook was healthy, I think they rushed like 300 yards that game. Alexander Madison's a freak. He's and good, dude. I, and he looks he, like Dalvin he, Cook, too. With longer dreads. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything, but they look alike. So It means something, though. doesn't mean nothing. Correct. Uh, I think he rushes for over 100 yards. Touchdown-dependent guy. Flex lock, RB2 fringe. Um, Philip Lindsay, if, uh, if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, I like Philip Lindsay. What do you think? I like that. I like that, too. Yeah, if, if uh, Gordon's out, I think Lindsay's a definitely a lock flex play for sure flex for sure not rb2 but flex for sure uh chase claypool and uh travis fogum what i'm not not big on claypool i like claypool he's got a lot of talent but he's i think he's he's real hit or miss he'll get three points one week and then 40 points the next week so if you really don't know who to start he's a good like maybe you'll get lucky on the week-to-week basis with him starting but uh, he's not dependable yet 11 targets last week. Juju Smith was healthy and had five targets. Yeah, huge game, but I don't know if you can expect even half of that every week. We'll see. Not every week. He's a a rookie. That's what I'm saying. Like, I pick him up, but then, like, it's like you don't know when to play him. Play him, I guess, if you have an injury or a bye week and you're kind of limited and hope he goes off. I like – I like any pass catcher this week against Cleveland for Pittsburgh. Um, I think yeah, Juju true. Smith has a day. I think uh, Claypool could have a day. And uh, we'll get to this later, but one of my trending up starters for tight end is absolutely Eric Ebron. Um, Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron, whatever. Um, <laughs> so uh, T. Higgins I have as another um, waiver wire ad if he's not already rostered in your league. Um, with AJ Green out, Tyler Boyd getting uh, the lockdown corner looks. T. Higgins had a huge week two weeks ago when AJ uh, when all this kind of started. Um, I don't see him having a big week this week as they play Indy, uh, but I do think that T. Higgins moving forward, as long as AJ Green's not part of the scenario, uh, is is a is worth a look. Gabe Davis, wide receiver for Buffalo Bills. Um, worth a look, Austin Hooper. Here's my thing with Austin Hooper. He didn't put on like he did against Dallas, but Austin Hooper had 10 targets last week. Sure. 10. But also David Njoku's back, I think. Yeah, and guess how many targets David Njoku had? How many? One. So, He's I mean, getting back to it. He'll be, he'll be get more targets next week. 
Just saying, watch out for Austin Hooper. He's still a dude. Um, still and, a dude. Confirmed still a dude. Uh, Robert Tongan, although he's a really shitty play this week against Tampa Bay, definitely should not forget about what he yeah. did two weeks ago. Even though they were on a bye last week, he had a huge game, huge three-touchdown mm-hmm. game. Um, so – um, uh, do you have any other waiver wire ads that I that I missed um, there? I do not. Those are good. I like those. Let's go to trending up, trending down. Who you got? All right. So um, I love Patrick Mahomes this week. Uh-huh. Watching Buffalo's defense, they were terrible. Um, Buffalo's defense is missing one of their lights light out, lights out corners. Forget his name, uh, but it's showing, and um, Tennessee ripped them to shreds. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes coming off a loss, watch out. Watch the fuck yeah. out. Um, That's a big game. Has a monster game. I uh, like Ben Roethlisberger versus Cleveland. Um, we know that the Cleveland Browns have a pretty shitty secondary. Um, why they gave up Joe Hayden when they did, when he was playing like a shutdown corner, nobody yeah. knows. I'll never understand um, that. Kirk Cousins versus Atlanta, trending up for me if that game happens. Atlanta has a 32nd ranked pass defense in the league. Jesus. So, I mean, Helen Keller could see that he's trending up. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Helen Keller, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I, I reference you a lot. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill at home against Houston. What is she deaf to? Or no? Oh, yeah. So she's deaf to have any character. So. Can't listen to a podcast. Damn. Well, I, I, I've, I've got a lot more Helen Keller jokes that I could have just brought <laughs> out, but uh, we're going to move on. Um, those are my four QBs. Um, there's more QBs to look at, you know, but uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, they both have a tough matchup going against each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles, Nick Foles uh, playing um, against a stingy Carolina defense, you know. Um, I like Joe your – you... going. I like your running back trending up. So you got Derrick Henry versus Houston. Zeke versus the Cardinals, I think, is a big because we're talking about, you know, they're going to run the ball a lot more you know, with Dak Hurt. Yeah. And then Ken and Drake at Dallas. I love I love all players versus Dallas. Everyone goes off versus us. Yeah. I don't understand why. Yeah. He's had a shitty season, but Drake versus Dallas is good. And then David Montgomery at Carolina. I guess I could see that. So – Houston's giving up 160.4 yards per game on the ground. Dallas is giving up 155.8. Carolina, 133.4. And Arizona, 124.2. That's my reasoning. You know, they're all getting slashed on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of other teams. Like, of course, you're not going to start David Montgomery over Aaron Jones. I don't want to hear you tell me that it, on – Tuesday of week week seven, saying, "Oh, you said start David Montgomery, not Aaron Jones." No, I didn't. There's certain people that are, if they're in your fucking lineup, you're gonna start them, mm-hmm. no matter Period. what. But um, you're not gonna if you have a loaded roster with running backs, you're not gonna start Joe Mixon. Just ask me about it. I've sent Joe Mixon two out of five weeks, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting him this week. I'm sitting him this week. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, wide receivers. <laughs> Hopkins, Hill, Thielen, Galladay, Ridley. Yeah, all those guys are must-starts anyways. Yeah. Um, I love Tyreek Hill. Who's I think Tyreek Hill 
Tyreek Hill's like the best fantasy receiver. He's consistently going deep for like a 60-yard touchdown catch every week. I love him. Yeah. Beast. Um, Kenny Galladay as well. Uh, Jacksonville's been pretty porous. 280 yards a game through the air. Um, I, I like to see what Galladay does. Matt Stafford start, uh, uh, struggles on the road a little bit, kind of like I struggled to say struggle. Um, uh. Matt – We'll see what Matt Stafford does on the road in the Florida Heat, but um, I like I like Detroit in that game, and I like a uh, huge game for Kenny Galladay. Oh, um, yeah. And then tight end, obviously Travis Kelsey. Um, I think Travis Kelsey has the biggest fantasy production day for any Kansas City receiver uh, over Tyreek Hill. Um, Johnny Smith versus Houston, Mark Andrews versus Philly. And all those are must-starts, obviously. Those are top five every week. Uh, but Eric Ebron is also on there for me um, versus Cleveland. I think that he like that. finds the end zone and probably goes for like 70 yards this week. Um, turning down Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Burrow, all mm-hmm. facing tough defenses this week and um, either don't yeah. have receivers. Some of their receivers are banged up, you know, um, Teddy could do something against Chicago just because Chicago has been hit or miss defensively. But um, those are those are the four that I highlighted. I don't know if you have any others. Mm-mm. What about your? I'm gonna go to your receivers. This kind of caught my eye. Why are you trending down on Debo versus the Rams at home and Amari at Arizona? Because I, I in one of my leagues, I'm starting both those guys. So Amari at Arizona is only because I, I'm unsure of what Dalton's going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona is in the top twelve pass defense from what I found, uh, from from what I looked up. But for Debo Samuel, the Rams have uh, are one of only two teams in the league that are giving up less than 200 yards per game through the air. Um, they have very serviceable defensive backs, and Debo, if he's featured as a number one wide receiver, which Debo Samuel, uh, his target shit, like they eased him in last week, but Debo. Yeah, I'm sick of that shit. Eight. Don't ease him in. Give him the ball. I need. I got him starting, and I need him to be Debo of last year. His first week, him. they eased him in, but last week they got him eight targets. Only had yeah. two receptions, but he had eight targets. So I think Debo Samuel's your wide receiver one in San Francisco moving forward. Um, but I do think that he's going to be locked down by your boy in L.A. Um, what's his name? Ramsey. Yeah, I think Ramsey probably shadows Samuel. I don't know if he does. I Just because think... Samuel Samuel's like the jet sweep guy, fucking crossing route guy. I think Samuel might be covering Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk. Because he's more like the deep threat receiver, receiver. But I'm not sure. Well, I guess we'll see. We will. Um, that's just me personally. And for the turning down people, I'm not saying don't start them. I'm just saying temper your expectations. I almost put uh, Aaron Jones on this list. But not because you should not start Aaron Jones, but because mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is giving up 50 50- two yards a game rushing you know like they're 58.4 yards per game uh rushing mm-hmm. that's that's ridiculous um so i uh i will get into who we like for that game later but uh yeah i mean aaron jones is almost put on this list but i'm never going to tell you not to start aaron jones um mm-hmm. 
And so to round the uh, – oh, wait, we skipped running backs. So we skipped Kareem running Hunt backs. Wait you, wait, you have Joe Mixon on your training down? You, of all people, have Joe Mixon on training down? No way. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> the guy who doesn't I've start him three out of five weeks. <laughs> yeah. Ronald Jones versus Green Bay, I'm not real hot on. If you have Miles Sanders, you're going to start him, but I don't expect big things from him going against mm-hmm. Baltimore. And Kareem Hunt at Pittsburgh, I don't expect big things. Uh, Pittsburgh is uh, like number two or three right behind uh, Tampa Bay, giving up only 64 yards per game on the ground. Uh, tight end, Robert. Yeah. Robert Tongan at Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay gave up a fluke touchdown. They ended their streak. Uh, they've actually given up two touchdowns. They gave up one to Jimmy Graham and then a fluke the week before. Uh, to some guy I've never heard of who had one reception career, and it happened to be Tampa, against Tampa Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. But they've given up two touchdowns to tight ends this season, and passing-wise, they have a very good pass defense. Um, so um, I don't like Tongan a whole, whole lot, especially with Devontae Adams coming back. Jimmy Graham at Carolina, um, Austin Hooper at Pittsburgh, and Noah Fant at New England and also Cameron Brait or Rob Gronkowski against Green Bay because Green Bay, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and New England all have given up one or no touchdowns to tight ends this season. Damn. All right. Let's run through the pick real quick. Are you doing it with the spread or without the spread? Straight up. Straight up. All right. I'll go, then you go. Houston at Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee. Cincinnati at Indianapolis. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cincinnati. I'm going to go with a little upset. Um, Atlanta at Minnesota. I'm going to go Minnesota. Denver at New England. I'm going to go New England. Washington, not a football team, at the Giants. I'm going to go Washington. Well, no, I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Giants. Yeah. All right. Baltimore at Philly. I'm going to go Baltimore. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Chicago at Carolina. Carolina. Detroit at Jacksonville. I'm going to go Jacksonville. The Jets at Dolphins. I'm going to go Dolphins. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Green Bay. Green Bay all day. Uh, The Rams at the 49ers. I'm going to go Rams. KC at Buffalo. I'm going to go KC. Arizona at Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas. Monday night. Nope. No shocker there, bud. Mm-hmm. Um, all what right. You got? Uh, we are probably different on a few games. I think like four. Um, I've also got Tennessee over Houston at home. Um, I'm taking Indianapolis to beat Cincinnati. Um, no AJ Green there. I think Indy pulls it out. Um, Minnesota over Atlanta, if that happens. New England over Denver. Um, G-Men to beat Washington in a really ugly game. Uh, Baltimore over Philly. I thought twice about this. I really I really wanted to pick Philly, but I didn't. Um, so I'm sticking with Baltimore. Um, I, I think I might come back to that one and regret it, just like the Detroit-Arizona mm-hmm. game from a couple weeks ago. Like, when when I have these feelings, it's hard to stray away from them, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Baltimore. Uh, Pittsburgh over Cleveland. I have Chicago beating Carolina. You have Carolina over Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've got Detroit over Jacks. You've got Jacks over Detroit. We both have Miami. 
over the Jets. I've got Tampa Bay pulling out a home win over Green Bay this week. Uh, you've got Green Bay there. Um, I've got LA Rams, same as you against San Francisco. Um, we both have KC beating Buffalo. I think that's a really close game. It comes down to the last drive. And I've got Arizona uh, beating Dallas. And I've got them winning with a final score of 40 to 27. Jesus. Um, here's how it's going to come. It's going to come down to this. We're going to be down 34 to 27 and or 33 to 27 touchdown wins it. We throw, we throw an interception late in the, late in the fourth quarter and they end up scoring a touchdown and putting it out with like four minutes left. And we go four, three and out on our last drive. <laughs> Very specific, but I can see the exact scenario happening. I can see it. But I, the good thing with the Cowboys this year is that if we, if we win, I'm happy. If we lose, I'm happy. So, you know what I mean? If we lose, we're closer to a top yeah. 10 pick. We win. There you go. It's good. All right. I don't last think anybody we'll expects about... us other than you is expects us to win this game. True. Yeah. I mean, it's very emotional with Dak being gone. It's another game in Dallas. It's on national TV. So it'll be, it'll be it's going to be a big game. Um, last thing we'll do is the dream team, our perfect lineup. Last week, I somehow you beat me. Somehow you, I don't know how you beat me. I think it was a fluke. You scored 181 points. I scored 172 without defense because the Pats game didn't happen. If the Pats would have played, I would have beat you because the Pats can put up 10 fantasy points in their sleep, first of all. Yeah, but they, they would have needed 21 because my team scored 193.28. Oh, yeah, right. So. Moving on, we're the not going to focus I, I guarantee now. you the Pats do that this week versus the Broncos. 21 points? Yep. I said Bottle of Rosé. All right, let me, go, let me give you my roster before you do yours. So this week, I'm going to go quarterback. I'm going to go Kyler Murray at Dallas. I think it's going to put up monster numbers. Um, for running back... Let me go. I'm going to go Todd Gurley. I'm going to go sleeper. Todd Gurley for one. Can, can, I, tell you, can I tell you to pick a, an alternate just in case that game doesn't happen, please? Yeah, okay. Let, let me go. Um, let me go James Conner for one. And um, Zeke. I am intrigued by your James Conner pick. I like yeah, that. I think I think there's going to be a lot of goal line touchdowns for James Conner. Uh, Wide receiver, I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. And hmm, DeAndre. And I guess Calvin Ridley, just cause. Yeah. So we're going three receivers, huh? That's how we started I'm, it. Last yeah. week we went with two. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Calvin Ridley may miss. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, and Tyreek Hill. I know the okay. Atlanta game might not happen, but I want, I want Ridley. Okay. T- tight end. I'm going to go. Uh, let me go Robert Tanyan, Green Bay. You're going to go against what your fantasy insider said, saying not mm-hmm. to start him. Yes. Bold move, Cotton. See if it pays off. <laughs> All right. Flexes. And then 
my two flexes, I'm going to go Amari Cooper. And let me go running back again. Mm, let me go James Robinson, Jacksonville. I like that. He's been pretty good. Had an off week last week. He's been, been pretty good. So then defense, I'm going back to my roots, the Patriots versus the Broncos. Then go Pats. Kicker, I'm going to go um, Harrison Butker, Kansas City. All right. It is put in. We are, we are here. We are live. I'm guaranteeing a victory this week. All right. It's on wax. I'll see you next week. We'll see what's what's real. See if you buy that life. Point victory is not guaranteed, but is is highly possible. I think um, not. Here's my lineup: Patrick Mahomes and, at the helm. Go ahead. I just want you to know: if the Patriots get more than 21 points, I'm gonna. That's a retroactive win for me, for last week. I just want you to know that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie's world. Um, so, real quick, my lineups: Patrick Mahomes at Buffalo, Derrick Henry at home versus Houston, Zeke Elliott at home versus Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins on the road versus Dallas, uh, Thielen at home versus Atlanta, Stephon Diggs at home versus KC. Uh, just because this is PPR and his target share is unreal, it's kind of like DeAndre. Uh, Travis Kelsey on the road against Buffalo. King on Drake is my flex at running back against Dallas. My wide receiver flex is Kenny Galladay at Jacksonville. I'm going to ride LA Rams defense for the third week in a row against San Francisco. And Goskowski, he made all six of his extra points. Ryan Tannehill needs to stop being so fucking efficient in the red zone because Mm – they had six scoring drives. If they split that up, Goskowski has a 12-point day. He only had a six-point day. I'm going to stick with Goskowski because the Titans are rolling and he's accurate. And let the man kick. Let him kick. Let him kick. I like it. All right, then. So we are set. Here we, here We're we set go. For the week. There it went. We are there it went. Howdy, boy. So we got to make sure people go to reggiedpt.substack.com. Subscribe for the newsletter. I'll try to post it before Sunday. Follow the Twitter. Listen to the podcast. Fuck. Sorry for the length of this podcast. Never apologize for your length. Sorry, right? I'm not sorry. You know? Mm-hmm. Take it all and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Take every inch. Mm-hmm. Sure. Stats, facts, all day. We'll be back next week. NBO Ocho. Back at it. All right, Johnny K. Appreciate it. Later, bro. See you, dog.